Jeff had that in the tuck. Yeah, started. Yo, play. yo. <laughs> started. If you understood what, what just happened, but yo, season two yes. is going crazy. We, we in. Before we start, before we continue, please subscribe, subscribe, leave a comment. Mm-hmm. We're on IG Live. We're killing the conversations at nine o'clock. Yo, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to say it first before Fred says yeah, it. Yeah, you know what time it is. We gotta pray. Yeah, yeah. You we gotta know we lead. Got to. We gotta pray. pray. Yes. So, Fred, if you could do us the honor. Yes, yes, yes. Pastor most definitely. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Um, God, we just want to say thank you, Lord God. Thank you for today. Thank you that we uh, have a place to record, Lord God. Thank you for my brother Anthony opening up his home. So that we can record, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much uh, for the platform, Lord God, that we have. And we don't take it lightly. Please continue to elevate it. Um, And for the topic at hand, God, we pray that we don't offend anybody. Uh, We pray that we can bring it up in conversations, that we can talk this, that we could find solutions and continue this conversation on even after the podcast is off and keep it moving forward and keep it pushing forward for change for our families and for the next generation to come. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Top Shelf, where we seek truth, opinion, perspective, and we seek solutions. Man, hey, man, you 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 fasting, bro? Because yeah, your, like, your like, prayer is like it, 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 different, that, different. You got that Holy Spirit in it. Let me tell you, let me tell you, Jesus, <laughs> it ain't only into my chamber. <laughs> you crazy? You crazy? Look, I'm just like Ernest going in on this plate, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 that's what I'm trying to be. You know? That's it. That's it. Anything new, bro? Yeah, Kanye new album <laughs> finally just dropped. Listen. That's what I want to talk about. Why is this twenty seven tracks? <laughs> like I don't understand it, Jeff. Any any comments? <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> um, no comment. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. I, I almost thought it would be like detox. Yeah, but really. Yeah, because. It's all this hype every single time it was pushed back, supposed to drop, supposed to yeah. drop, and then it finally dropped. So, you know, yeah, um, I might check it out. Yeah, it's been a lot of speculation, not, not, not like now because I'm just I'm not really. I feel like all this hype regarding the album, I, I think I'd rather just wait. Mm. I think at the end of the day, Kanye West is a marketing genius, and his following. Will follow him anywhere. They will buy ear from him anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So whatever he does, whatever he does, right, it's gonna sell. Absolutely, no, it's, it's a fact. I seen somebody selling his sweat on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, I got that Kanye West, Kanye West sweat. <laughs> Donda. It's, it, it's a fandom. This is this is the generation that we're in. It's a generation of true fandom we are more in tune with celebrities lives than ever before if, if, if you think about it we we can put a mic a magnifying glass on their lives by social media by ways of social media and now like even if you weren't at the concert or the listening party you felt like you were mm. because of there's so much footage everywhere everything is digital now 
So, so do you, you know, think that because of social media and people are not enjoying the moment, mm -hmm. they're more focused on just recording mm -hmm. the moment? Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think it's about because you know there's this uh it it I I think we live in this time where it's like I have to record it if I don't record it it didn't happen you know what I'm saying as opposed to like living and being in that moment like there's been times where I've been in New York right and I would just be walking around go to I'll be shopping or something like that what have you and I would meet a famous celebrity or famous actor that I know and love. And I wouldn't have my phone on me or for some reason, my phone just died. And, and, and I would just take it like that. Like, even if I can't take a picture, I remember this. Mm. That's what's important. Like, how many times have y'all been somewhere and y'all be like in a, like a foreign country and mm. you'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to record this. I'm going to be here. And I and I stress that with anything with my um, as an educator, mm -hmm. as a teacher, I stress it as very, very, very important for me. It's like being the president. Mm. be there yes um because it can go like that exactly um, real story like i i went to my parents house this weekend and and i was just i wanted to love on my dad mm. my dad thought i want something <laughs> he thought i was That's like a true to make father. he was like what do you want <laughs> may i have that <laughs> And I was like, yo, dad, I just want to, I'm just here to love on you. Mm. We, and we just drank Blue Moon. We had a That's great good. time. That's really good. Um, no red <laughs> No, he don't like red stripe. <laughs> what? I've never heard of Jamaican not like red stripe. That's like never. somebody don't like Jamaican. In my Guinness man. In my Guinness never. man. <laughs> Guinness, Guinness, Guinness. Never. And I told him, I don't want to wait until you get to an age where I said, I wish I had time. Wow. Okay. And, I, and, and one thing I'm learning is to cherish the time, mm -hmm. cherish the moment, right. cherish the memories. Facts. Absolutely. Um, those are some things that are all so, I try to in my relationship, I try, definitely, mm -hmm. um, I embody that in my marriage, I embody that in my brotherhood, friendship, and anything I do is in just those key components. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if tomorrow is going to be here, That's but I know, I true. definitely know today's here. Yeah. So. That's such a great it. transition into the topic yeah, at definitely. hand. So today on um, <clears throat> for Top Shelf, we will be talking about the family trust. Mm. What, what, what are you leaving behind? We think this is important to always talk about legacy, right? We always talk about like, okay, if you should die tomorrow, what, 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 will, you, what will your wife have? What will mm. your son have, your daughter have? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Jeff, as a father, an amazing father, you as a great husband and an amazing father, you'll be one day. Me as a husband and a father one day, what am I leaving my family? So many people have, like, they've lost their lives to COVID. Um, I'm, I'm saddened. I'm, I'm choking up a little bit because I'm saddened because there's so many people that have lost their lives and I've seen their families put, like, GoFundMes mm. online. Yeah. And I'm just like, where was that person at in y'all family that was like, hey, mama got to get life insurance. Dad got to get life insurance. Mm -hmm. Uncle got to get life insurance. Like my uncle just passed recently and um, he died from cancer. Rest in power. Uh, yeah, rest in power to Uncle Tommy. And, uh, and yeah, and the thing is like, you know, he had great insurance. So he was able to get buried. But at the same time, I was speaking to my other uncle and he was just like, it paid for this, but it just didn't pay for this other thing that he needed, you know, mm -hmm. the whole funeral costs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to put my family in a predicament 
I don't want to put my family like, why don't black people write, write wills? Why don't we do that? Like, why don't we consider? Because I think we don't want to think about death. We don't like to think about like somebody dying. But if we don't think about that, when we get there, we're going to be mad unprepared. I, I think we don't think about death, but I also think we just we weren't taught how to be prepared to handle hmm. death from in that aspect of it. You right. Know what because it's not a conversation that gets talked about, like how to write a will, um, how you're going to leave certain assets behind. Hmm. God forbid something happens. Um, how are we going to be able to afford to bury this person? Absolutely. Whether if it's your, you know, your parents, grandparents, right. whoever it is, you know, like I, I remember from my grandmother from my mom's side, when she passed away, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was unexpectedly and she was 84, 85, something like that. I can't really remember. She was like in her mid eighties when she mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. And I remember like she had different assets and homes back in Haiti. She, she passed away here in, in the States, but they wanted to, she wanted to be buried in Haiti. So that's something that we, we knew. Mm-hmm. So they had her body fly out to Haiti so they can actually, they had two different funerals, one here, one in Haiti. Okay. But what ended up happening was that when it came to like the different homes that she had back in Haiti and, you know, money she left behind, stuff like that, there was no will. Mm-hmm. So it became like, it was all kind of like, well, this person, she said that this person going to have this or this person is responsible for this, but it became a whole big like issue within the family. You know what I'm saying? Because there was no legal document to say like, hey, when I pass away, this person's going to have this, this person's going to take care of this. And my mom, she has a bunch of siblings, you know, there's nine mm-hmm. of them. So you're looking at like nine people mm-hmm. or technically less than that. I had an uncle who passed away, you know, before that, but you basically have like uh, uh, several siblings trying to figure out who gets what. And some people was like, well, I was kind of technically in charge of handling her or taking care of her. So I should get this. So it becomes like this battle comes this battle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying Absolutely. And I, I think because we don't have those conversations. We don't have that preparation. Um, when we're younger, as far as how to write a will or how to get a will, right. what the will should consist of. How do we prepare for death? Because that's the only thing that's guaranteed in life is death. Let me ask, let me ask you this, Jeff. Um, do you feel like us as in the black community, there's a contention when it comes to money? Like there's contention? Like, cause I know the word says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm. So for us, do you feel like there's contention? I, I, I think so. I think, Within our community, especially if, and obviously not every black family mm-hmm. poverty, right? Right. But we know that from the time that we were brought into America or brought into the Western Hemisphere, because if you're from the Caribbean, there were still slave ships and, you know, slaves were dropped off in the Caribbean. Same thing in South America and Central America. Mm-hmm. Um, but we basically were steps and steps and steps behind mm-hmm. already compared to, you know, our white counterparts. So, you know, we had to literally pull ourselves from the bootstraps without boots. You know what I'm saying? Boots. You know what I'm saying? So my point is, is that I think once we start getting money, again, we're not taught about credit. We're not talking about wills. We're not talking about um, home ownership and all these different things. And obviously there are different systems that were in place to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, oppress us from having certain things. You know, our 40 acres in the mule. 
But I think like because we weren't taught those things or had those conversations, even at school, because there are some schools like you go to like some of these white schools. And I know in our previous episode, um, the lovely Shanika was there and we kind of had some of those conversations. Mm -hmm. But those things are not being taught, especially in our community. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I think there is. And I think that's where some of the struggle starts from. Mm. So for me, I, I think where it comes from, I think we we're not being taught taught, but we are being taught. But it's more in the perspective of if I'm making a certain amount of money a whole year, that twenty three or fifty dollars a month mm-hmm. is a lot in my head. Knowing that I'm not gonna be able to see that. So for example, you guys know what Susu is, right? Yeah. All right. So if I have a Susu I know for a fact that I'm going to get that back. And can you explain to people that don't, our listeners that don't know what a susu no is? No worries. Yeah. So, for example, susu is basically I give $100. Mm-hmm. We're in a pot. Um, and say, for example, I give it a whole week. The pot is about 5000 Once my hand is dealt, so your hand can be dealt in regards of five months, six mm-hmm. months, but it, it allows you to save. Um, a lot of time people use it for a down payment on a house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people use it for um, to for their college and their child. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just basically you put in this amount mm-hmm. and you literally get it back. Right. But it's a, about it could be from a 10 to 20. Sometimes it's 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. It depends on the, the individuals, mm-hmm. the community. Right. So that's what a susu is. Right. Um, in that perspective, that's the language from a Caribbean mindset because that's where I've learned it from. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, oh, man, I get this susu so mm-hmm. I can pay off this or pay off that. Mm-hmm. Not for her, but she already has the intention right. mm-hmm. to pay off something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we look at life insurance, mm-hmm. it's literally, it's in the word life Mm-hmm. insurance absolutely for you at the end of the day to make sure that one if it's a million dollar life insurance that your child or whoever you put on that paper mm-hmm. has money right absolutely but, like i think we were saying you can't see that far because we're in a survival mindset you're only living for today mm-hmm. you're not living for tomorrow absolutely next year absolutely or the 10 years from now. And that's yeah. the important thing, because with life insurance, I'm glad you brought that up. With life insurance, it's you should always get life insurance when you're young. Because the older you get, the more it is, the more the premium is. So, like for an example, we were having this conversation, I think, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, regarding like I'm 40, right? And I have life insurance. I have life insurance through my job and I have my own private life insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, God forbid something happens you know, my daughter, she's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But because I hit 40, I was like looking just at the rates, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. And if I would have got, let's say I didn't have life insurance, right? Okay. And I was like, yeah, life insurance right now. When I was looking at the rates, it was like $56 a month for a half a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. $6. But if I would have, let's say last year, right. And I was going to get life insurance. Right. Last year, me being 39, mm-hmm. it would have been $26. Wow. Mm. So you see how much of a one-year difference makes. Wow. So a lot of times, you know, see, you'll hear people say, like, get the life insurance when you're young. Absolutely. Because the rates are so much cheaper. Like, imagine if you're like 21, like 21 years old, 22 years old, right? Mm-hmm. 
25 years old and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get life insurance, my own private life insurance. Right. You could probably get like a half a, half a million or a million dollar life insurance. And I don't call me on a Zach number, but you know, you could probably get it to where you're, you're paying like 20 bucks a month. You know what I'm saying? For a 40 year life insurance plan mm-hmm. and it's a million dollar policy. So if something happens to you, that's a million dollars gets paid out to whoever your beneficiary is. Right. But if you're like 55, 60 years old, and you're trying to do the same thing, you're probably going to end up paying maybe like $70 or $100 a month mm-hmm. because you're looked as more as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's super important um, for our listeners to really look into, if you don't have it already, yes, um, to get life insurance because that is part of, that's part of your legacy. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, you can leave that legacy behind to your kids or to or your wife or whoever it or or your your husband, mm-hmm. um, whoever your partner is, regarding like if something was to happen, the funeral expenses could be taken care of, Absolutely. the house could be paid for, all these different things. My best friend, when he passed away back in 2015, mm-hmm. he had different um life insurance policies. Mm-hmm. So when he passed away, he was 35 years old, that money went to his parents and right. and it went to other people. Right. But his parents was able to retire. They paid off their home. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You know, the dad bought like a bowl, all this stuff. Like, you know, unfortunately, yes, their son passed away because you never think about burying your child. Yeah. But he was prepared. You know what I'm saying? For God forbid something happens, I know that my family is going to be taken care of. And, right. and, and he was able to do that. Right. It's, 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 it's not a thing that is like you enjoy talking about. It's not a conversation you want to have, but you have to have that conversation. You know, my grandfather, when he passed away, he had a he had a sort of will. He had um, my aunt, um, Lucinda. She was in charge of a a lot of different things like uh, of handling his estate, like like who gets his property, who gets his cars, who gets this. And he broke what my granddad did before he left. He broke down uh, his money and he basically gave his money to his grandkids like he gave me something he mm-hmm. gave i didn't want anything honestly i just wanted my grandfather how yeah. much you got you know what I'm saying a little bit of this <laughs> and a little bit of that uh, i won't say what i got you say, but i'm gonna tell you what you did i know you owe me a dollar <laughs> you say yo the irs might be listening <laughs> if the irs is listening i, I didn't put I didn't that get, i didn't put that anything. on my taxes you know what I'm saying? i didn't claim it so uh, uh but he left but my granddaddy, he left a legacy behind him. He was one of the first black foreman construction workers in Kansas City, Kansas. Wow, absolutely. Um, he was a military man. He was he was a stonemason, um, a proud uh Tennessee, Kansas City native. He had over 12 kids, two different families. Uh uh and popping him. Yeah, he was popping. You know it's the eyes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> said, you know, you think my eyes game. is crazy. <laughs> You should have seen Mr. Collier. You know what I'm saying? His, his eyes was different. You know what I'm saying? But he left behind a legacy. Uh, like, uh, you can look back at his life and be like, wow, I see the fruit. I see. And that's what you're supposed to be. My grandfather was a tree so that we could be branches. I love it. And, and so in my head, like I'm having a conversation in my head right now. And I'm asking myself, who taught him that? 
who the individual that sat him down mm -hmm. to have a conversation? Mm -hmm. Who's the person that was his mentor? Right. Because we got to look at the time now. That's mm -hmm. in like in the 1980s, right? No, no. That's go way back. Way My back. Granddaddy 19, was 19, born in the 1950s. Or, 19, no, no, no. Go back before that. That's mom's. You got to go to the, like the 30s. 19. 30s. Yeah, you got to go to the 30s. So we yeah. got to look at now. That's a way different conversation yeah. now. Because I said 1980s. Okay. Yeah. 1930s. Yeah. Information did not get so far in the black community. Absolutely. It's almost 100 years. So Bruh. for him to have that yeah. type of knowledge, mm -hmm. access, mm -hmm. resource, right. information, right. Mm -hmm. that man was wealthy. Yeah, I think. In, my, in, yeah. in the conversation that we have now, because he had all of that. And yeah. he saw it. Not for now. Right. He maybe saw it in 2021 or 2019 yeah. before he died. The, yeah. the, the crazy We're still thing. having a conversation about him right now. That's what I'm saying. And, legacy. And, and the crazy and that's part, legacy. That's legacy. Straight up and down. Just like that. I think, <clears throat> I think a big thing, too, is you got to... Where they lacked a lot of the resources we have today, they succeeded in um, focus. Mm-hmm. There's so many distractions going on today. I think we get distracted by very easily by everything because we are in such a digital world mm -hmm. that we can, bro. We can talk to somebody from our watch. Like my my fact. my grandma would call that witchcraft. <laughs> like, like who would have ever thought we would be able to do that? Evolving. Like we evolved and. They had to go get it. Like my granddaddy used to wake up at five in the morning, four in the morning. Sometimes he was raised on a farm. And so he had to go catch his breakfast. Like, could you imagine? Like that was taught to him. He had to go to, you know, wow. he had to go catch chickens, bro. He had to go get them eggs. He had to go get the, kill the pig. You know what I'm saying? My granddaddy grew up on a farm. So it's real. Wow. When you have to work for that. Now yeah. we, I think we've lost some of those like intangible things. Mm. Yeah. We, we, we've we lost mm. some of those intangible. Like no, you said family, something that, family dinner. No, no, you said something that was real. Mm -hmm. I think we lost, hear me out. Mm. I think we lost the chiefs of the family. Mm. That's because you said something in regards of him giving the information to his daughter, correct? Yeah, yeah. And now that daughter for me mm -hmm. Should pass it on to somebody in the family. Say, okay, right. You're the individual that's going to be the next chief. Mm -hmm. You're the individual that's going to be the next chief. Mm -hmm. So everyone in the family right. has a chief, right. and that chief holds on to the history. That chief holds on to the information, mm -hmm. and it keeps on passing around mm -hmm. in the community. Right. Sorry, in the family. Absolutely. Yeah. So good point. So in the perspective now, mm -hmm. it's like, yo, okay. That's the chief of our family right now. Mm -hmm. That's that's the information that we're about to pass down. Right. So when we have a conversation, right. we all have life insurance. We're all wealthy mm -hmm. because it was passed down. The great patriarch. I think yeah. if you look at a baton and look at a track, it's like mm -hmm. you're passing it on and then somebody drops the baton yeah. in, in the generation. And that's why it's important from, again, from young you teach those things. There you go. So again, it's, I always believe plant the seed say. early because when you plant that seed early, just like with any seed, it grows. So as that person grows, that seed grows. So if you put it into their mind from the time that they're young, the importance of life insurance, the importance of mm -hmm. getting a will, 
protecting your assets, all these different things, as they get older and they start the, their own branch from the family tree, they're carrying that, that, that wisdom, that knowledge with mm -hmm. them. And they're able to, okay, this is, this is what we did as a family. We mm -hmm. made sure that we had these things. So now, you have your kids. You pass that information down as as well, just like what Andrew so was good. saying. You, right. just, you keep that going and going and going and going and going. But it starts from young because it's e it's easier to absorb that information. And not only that, just like I was saying with the example, it's cheaper. When you mm -hmm. start young, it's, it's cheaper to get cheap. these po Absolutely. policies. Like it's mm -hmm. like cheap. literally like it's like every child should have a meals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, like, like it's, it's, it's <laughs> inexpensive. Right. But as you get older. It's more expensive. Now you're looking at a roof Chris build. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's more money. That's yeah, why absolutely. it's important to get young. And especially, too, if you're healthy. Because yeah. obviously, if you're older right. or if you have pre-existing health conditions, yeah. depending on the amount of money that you're going to take out or mm -hmm. that you want for your life insurance, yeah. they do a um, a physical just to make sure that like, you don't have cancer or, or any type of pre-existing conditions. Because that mm -hmm. also can cause... <laughs> more money with your premium. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, again, that's why it's important to start those things young because if you start it young, you could kind of avoid a lot right. of those things even if you end up, God forbid, having cancer or some type of pre-existing condition. Right. It's not going to affect your um, sure. insurance policy to my, yeah. to my understanding. Yeah. I, I, another thing I was going to, another bag I was going to jump into was like, like before even we get to the life insurance part of it, yes, to our listeners, you have to have life insurance, but Good. Checkups, yes. Doctor checkups. We scared of the doctor a lot of the times. Like Jeff, when the last time you had your doctor checkup? I ain't aiming for you, but yeah, but that's um, a question, bro. That's <laughs> a Anthony, when is the last time you had yours? <laughs> Actually, last year. Last year. Last year. Last year. Last year. Last year. Anthony, last, uh, what? When the last time you had your doctor checkup? Um, I don't know, bro. <laughs> He don't even know. And honestly, I could say probably when I when me and my wife was getting COVID tested, that was probably like the last time I could. Is a COVID test a doctor yeah, test? That, yeah, that's a doctor test. Uh, I, I, so I got it two weeks ago. <laughs> um, but I'm, it's it's one of those things where we look at the doctor like as like a villain or something like that. It was like we go in here for one thing, we come out with another. I don't need a doctor. Like I've literally had some of my relatives tell me like I'm not going to the doctor because they're going to tell me something wrong with me and I know something is not wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like that's such a dangerous mindset. Do y'all understand Very what we got so. going on? We got COVID-19. We got COVID-22. We got Delta variant. We got all these things going on. People are um not taking care of themselves. A lot of people cuz a lot of people think uh, contrary to popular belief, a lot of people think people are just dying from COVID. No, some people are just dying from pre-existing condition, conditions it's before COVID. It's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and a lot of people and then sometimes hospitals pad the stats and say, okay, this person died from COVID, but they really died from heart conditions. Or asthma attack. Asthma attack. Like, are these just different things? COVID just end up being an effect of it or end up in, enhancing or pushing that disease to really contribute to the fatality of that person. Absolutely. And think about how easy that would have been to prevent if you would have just said, hey, unk, let's go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'll go with you. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people be just, we we just expect people to just do something that they are afraid to do. We had our last uh podcast. It was Faith Over Fear, right? And I, I was like, yo, that's one of the things that's Faith Over Fear. Like, hey, have faith that somebody's going to go 
to the doctor, but at the same time, be with them. Why do they go to the doctor? Because they need that support. So I, I think we live in fear a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as life insurance, that's fear. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're about to die. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards of our health, knowing what if I go and they tell me I've been looking good, I feel good. And so they tell me, um, we saw this uh there's something in, in your heart. It looks like cancer. Yo, your whole world changes after that. Precisely. Yeah. And now <clears throat> you're thinking about, damn, I can't even afford mm-hmm. this doctor bill. Right. Doc- like, for example, um, a friend of mine literally just had a baby. And now I'm more understanding of babies and stuff like that, more understanding of mm-hmm. doctors and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That joint is forty thousand dollars. Jeez, it's expensive. Uh, People don't realize that like, when it comes forty thousand dollars. When it comes to healthcare, Ooh, I ain't have no kids. You know, <laughs> I, I, I work in healthcare, right? And so I remember, like, one of my early stages in my career, like, I started off. I just wanted to be in a hospital. I started off, you know, doing patient registration, mm-hmm. um, and then start working in the billing department. You know what I'm saying? And when I first started in healthcare, because I just wanted my foot, you know, get my foot in the door. That was like one of the easiest positions to get. But anyways. From that, I was able to see the business side and understand the economic side regarding um, healthcare. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the hospital, people don't realize, people think it's just one bill you're going to receive. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. You're going to get charged by the hospital. Yep. You're going to get charged by the doctor. Every doctor that that sees you, doctor could just walk into custodian and could be like, hey, Can you, you tell know, them to leave? <laughs> my name is Dr. Smith. And I just want to, you know, I'm a cardiologist. And, you know, I just looked at your, you know, your, your chest x-ray and oh, seen your man. heart or whatever. And that's that's 250. And then he charges you. Consultant you know fee. If you got any imaging exams that's regarding like x-rays, MRIs, things like that, that's a separate bill. Wow. So based on Anthony's point, what he was wow. saying, like with his friend, you know, he was like a $40,000 bill. It's mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what contributes to people being very scared. Yeah. Going to the doctor or right. going to the hospital. It's like, yo, because I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Even if I have health insurance, I can't afford it. Now, just imagine if you don't have health insurance. It's like, right. yo, whatever that's in me that I don't feel, yeah. I'd rather not know about it out right. of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it pushing. And that's it because I cannot afford to get sick. Yeah. I can't afford to die. Yep. Yo, I remember one time. Can't afford to be sick. Yo, wow. I rem- yo, I remember one time the principal told me to call. So the child was having an asthma attack. The principal told me to call mm-hmm. the mom and ask her, do you want me to put your child in an ambulance? Because they knew, we knew that she was not able to afford it. Because wow. the ambulance wow. is for a 23 minute, maybe 10 minute ride, that's $750. They charge. They, 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 charge, per, they charge per mile. Wow. Per mile. $750. That's yeah. an expensive Uber. <laughs> That's XL. Uh, and so, the thing with ambulance too, they, they got to take you to the nearest hospital. You can't even pick and choose hospital you want to go to. They got by crazy. law, they have to take you to the nearest hospital. So mm-hmm. when I'm looking at this from a psychology, environmental, mm-hmm. social, social perspective, mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself, "What if it's we don't have the money to survive anymore? Mm. We don't. We literally live in maybe." In a poor mentality. Right. So I said, can't afford it's, to get sick and can't afford to die. Yeah. Like, literally, I can't afford. Like, my like, bank house says, I cannot afford to get but, sick. But the crazy part, you know, the crazy part of this, this is, is like. This is real, man. But, but you know, the crazy part of this <clears throat> is, it's like, we would rather build our lifestyle 
then build to prepare for things that could happen. That's what Possibly. we value. This is what I'm. This is an example. So, okay, no, I'm not going to go to the doctor because that could equal money, but I'm going to get some stuff for the house. Mm. I'm going to go shopping and buy some stuff to put up in the house. It's what we value. Feeling good. Yeah. It's what we value. There you man. go. If you don't value good, your, your health or it's never been, you've never been taught to value your health, mm. you're not going to put that in the forefront as far as what you need to take care of. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. if you value, like, say, your home or mm-hmm. you value, like, going to the club, right. you value, you know what I'm saying, partying or, or vacations and things mm-hmm. like that. Again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't go on vacations right. or party, you know, live their best life. Right. But it's what you value. You know what I'm saying? We put money, time, and attention to things that we value. That's and good. if we don't yeah, value our so health good. and we're not that's taught good. about valuing our health, good. we're not putting the time and attention mm-hmm. and the finances you know what I'm saying? To take care of our health by going to the doctor or maybe eating healthy or yeah. getting life insurance or getting a good health insurance policy, whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. it's what it's what we value. True. Is it that we're, not. we're taught to value? That's what I was about to go to. There you go. <laughs> There's that. So I was just about to go there. Because like man. I've been always thinking about yeah. like your environment. Right. I've never, mm-hmm. I've gone down the block right. two times, three times. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them like the only thing I see is Popeye's liquor store. Yep. Um, and Chinese food. Yep. And a nail salon. Yep. I don't see the local smoothie. I don't see the local um organic market. Organic market yeah. and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yes. Um yeah. I said this data and girls, because you know me, I'm a I'm a data person. Um Whole Food, they said that to have a Whole Food in your neighborhood, 75% of that demographic in the neighborhood have to have a bachelor's or a master's degree. What? Because they're saying if the individual has a bachelor's or master's degree, they will know the work of this Whole Food being in the neighborhood. That's crazy. That's crazy. So they already said to themselves, psych- Psychologically, they know why they're spending their money. You don't think Popeyes know why they're gonna be in the urban neighborhood? Wow. Of course. You don't think McDonald's know why they've been feeding off us for many of years? Yeah, and we'll continue because to yeah, they're saying yeah, technically they don't know their work. Yeah, because they're gonna just we're gonna. Give, we're gonna give them a movie star that eats McDonald's. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get popularize it, yeah. become it, make it become FOMA. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, right. they're making billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, put her, put her rap star and put her advertise rap stars. Travis Scott uh, uh, was uh, advertising McDonald's. Uh, I remember and Sweetie. But well, remember the famous Calvin. 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 Calvin got a job. Calvin got a job. <laughs> I never forget. But black people live. Monetizing on Calvin, exactly. Monetizing on Calvin's name. That's it. Because because they up. know yeah. from a marketing, yeah, there's a Calvin in every hood, right? Mm-hmm. Every hood. He just got a job, so now let's let. Oh yeah, now you got opportunities with the food and everything like that. And they're gonna put yeah, whew, yeah. They're gonna put Calvin going to college, right? Yeah. Or going to community college, right? Yeah. Because they're saying. If I have this right. McDonald, right? Calvin can be somebody, right? Correct. No, and see the crazy part is, it's just like Yo, it's, I it's, want to look. I want to go to the other side, right? And we talking about like our white counterparts. 
like our friends, like I have a lot of friends who are white or I should say Anglo-Saxon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I wanted to add, because uh, I wanted to add the scripture first to what Jeff was saying, that your treasure will be where your heart is. Mm. Yep. So we, we like, it's how we're taught. And then I wanted to talk about how like, you know, our white kind of person, like I have a lot of white friends and they'll tell me, they talk to me how, about, I'll ask them straight up, like, hey, like, how were you raised? How, what did your family teach? Like, what were they talking to you about when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll talk to me about, like, how they knew about credit and how to spend in a certain way and how to budget in a certain way. Or they had that uncle mm-hmm. whose company they could work for. Mm-hmm. Or they had their father that was the fallback. Or their mm-hmm. mother could help. Don't get me wrong. There are really downtrodden disenfranchised white folk out there and uh i'm from a place where there's a lot of them that live in rural areas or trailer parks or or, so on and so forth or in the hood period but at the same time when i'm talking to those ones on that level here in new york city it's been mostly like yo i was taught from a young age that my name this is what my name means and no matter what i'm gonna land on my feet no matter what this is credit no matter what, we got the family trust. No matter what, we got, this is our crest. And this is what our name means. Mm-hmm. I'm like, have we been, like when I've looked through our history and we realize really where we came from, the slave ships. Mm-hmm. When we, we talking realize, now. Yeah, when we, we realize talking really now. how we got over here. The ancestors like, are tapped in. <laughs> what does our name mean? Your last name should be a legacy. That's what I'm saying. I, fact. I looked up my name, like my name Frederick means peaceful ruler. Right. And so that's what you are. Yeah. And I've always been trying to be in that my family and life and my friends life and any sense of the word to connect people in the rule with peace. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But more than anything, I want to leave a fruitful legacy, just learning from my grandfather, learning from my friends and learning from what I've seen. I don't want to just leave this here today, gone tomorrow, fast food legacy. You know what I'm saying? I want my family to be healthy. I want them to eat healthy. I want them to support black businesses. I want them to um, learn about what it like setting up a will, a trust, budgeting, economics, all of those different areas. Like I want them to have access to all of those things, not just because you have a phone. Mm-hmm. I want them to have access because and, and know who they are. Like like Jeff was talking about value. What do you value? What do we value? Your, your name. Look at your name. Are you right. representing your name? Your per- Like or when you go out there, like that's what I'm going to talk to my son and my daughter about. Like you representing our name. So when you go out there and you wilding out and you doing this and you doing this on camera or whatever, you're representing me, your father. You, you know what's big like in Oof, the Haitian community? So good, bro. So a lot of times like if you meet somebody else who's Haitian, right? They're always going to ask like, oh, what part of Haiti you're from? But yeah. also, what's your parents so or what's their last name? Mm-hmm. The reason why is because the power of your name, the value of their name. So it's like, oh, you know, my last name, like my last name is Zamor, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's not really a common Haitian last name. But if somebody's like, oh, Zamor, I know, the, oh, I know the Zamors, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, they have a history of this. 
it's the representation, the value of, of your name, the mm. importance of your name, or, you know, you know, Jean Pierre, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, Jean Baptiste, whatever it is. It's, it's that, oh, they're from this location. Oh, this is the last day. Oh, I know your family. Oh, you know, they, they you know, you come from a, a, a line of like doctors and engineers and lawyers or whatever, or you come from a line of, you know, a poverty, you know, stricken family, you know, whatever it is, but the power of that name, right. your name, that it is your legacy. Mm -hmm. There's such an, a high importance of that because you're looked at in other cultures, even outside of just in, in Haiti, you go to other cultures, they look at that. The moment they hear a, a certain last name, they understand like, oh, this family comes from power. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they know the history of that person That's good. by the last name. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's it's we, we want our, our our viewers and our listeners who are listening mm -hmm. is, you know, when you talk about legacy, you're talking about family ties, you know, your last name is centered around that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you want to really um, take a look, understand, you know what I'm saying, it. you know, the, 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 your last name, where you, where you come from, but just what you can do now. Right for your future mm -hmm. with your last name by setting, setting up some of these things that we've been talking about stocks and bonds um life insurance wills life insurance all these different Absolutely. things because when family you have dinner family dinner when you yeah. have your kids if you have if you don't have kids yet or if you do have kids they carry on that last name again you plant that seed from the time that they're Absolutely. young so as they grow yeah. that seed grows with them that as your last name carries on over right. that seed should carry on over as well and if you don't even see it in your family right be the chief of your family. Right. Be that chief of the family and say, you know what? I'm going to take this on. Uh, and I remember calling you guys and texting you like, I don't know what a family plan looks like, but I have a family right now. I want to grow family. So what is that? What, what is that? So let's deep dive on that in regards of let's give some information on, on what should someone do at this moment mm -hmm. in regards of if they're now saying, you know what? And this is really good. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do know this podcast is amazing. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. how do we how do we now become the chief of our family? I what think, should we do now? I think the biggest thing is like taking the practical steps and setting goals. So set, set so setting goals. Yep. Another thing I mm -hmm. believe is like, hey, one thing that sticks with us for life is our credit. Mm -hmm. Straightening mm -hmm. out your credit. Definitely. Um, it, it makes a difference, especially in a black household. It, it'll determine a lot for you. It can open up a closed door for credit cards, for houses, fact. for cars, so, so on and so forth. Like, and definitely, and if you do have a credit card, only having one and just managing it. If you, if you are younger, manage it. Manage it. Keep it under 30%. Like, and just keep managing it and keep uh mm -hmm. paying your bills on time. I'm gonna say that again for the people <laughs> in the back. Pay your bills on time. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Punctuality, showing up on time, respecting mm -hmm. everybody else's time, you know. Um, definitely, and being being that person is that is consistent in in people's lives uh, uh uh being being that person that can be trustworthy that people can count on your integrity yep. how do people look at you you know what i'm saying tithing in uh uh in, in a church you know attending a church regularly being consistent you know not breaking promises yes you know that's a big one for me i think yeah. for me it's um having a family lawyer yeah that's good um documenting everything mm -hmm. And having 
individuals that you know that you can trust with the communication of the will. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and being able to know that once this knowledge is passed on, right. you're not thinking about, hey, um, I got, I'm about to get this money. No, you're thinking about, okay, this is passing on for the generation. Absolutely. And because at this moment, mm-hmm. I'm honoring huh. our legacy because this last name means a lot. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? What do you think? What are, what are some solutions that people or that our listeners can do? I mean, uh, I would say when you look at your last name, think of your last name as an asset. And mm. when you have an asset, you want to protect that asset. So you're going to do everything that you can to protect it. So just like what Anthony was saying, you know, you get a family lawyer. There's so many different ways nowadays that you can do it. You Absolutely. Know, there's, um, and, you know, they're not our sponsor, but there's something called Legal's, Legal Shield and there's also Legal Zoom. These are two, they're, they're two different, um, um, I guess programs or whatever, you, how you want to identify is where you could just pay a monthly subscription mm-hmm. and you have access to what the knowledge and legal advice, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have both. So I have like Legal Shield. It's like $29, $29 a month. A Legal Shield, if you guys want to sponsor us, we will take it. But <laughs> That's a fact. That's <laughs> $29 a month. And then you have access to unlimited um, advice from legal professionals, from attorneys, paralegals and everything. And they can help you set up wills. All that different stuff. I love that. I think it's like, again, you look at your name as an asset. And because when you have any asset, you want to protect it. You're putting value into it. Reevaluate what you value. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what it comes down to. Once you can reevaluate what you value and understand the importance of it, I think, you know what I'm saying? That's a good way to start. That's good. Now, Thank you, man. Like, this is what we talking about. <sighs> top Shelf is giving Top Shelf conversation all the time, mm-hmm. man. If you had a last word in regards to family, what would you say? For me, I would say love your family. That's simple. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I had a last word, it's just to uh, enjoy the moments <sighs> and the memories like while you have them the one thing we can never get back is time don't forget to laugh yo top shelf where we give you perspective truth and opinion let's go